Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as, or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's good, fam? My name is Britt Daniels, fit life coach, yogi, serial entrepreneur, personal trainer, kind of all the things. Um, Your co-host of Black Health 365. This is a podcast meant to educate our community on Black health from just a lot of different ways. Um, We really pride ourselves in bringing healthcare information and resources to our listeners so that they are empowered with this information throughout the year. And I'm joined here by my beautiful co-host, What's good, 365ers? We back at it again. You already know it's the Black Health 365 podcast. I'm Jackie Page. The radio personality in me decided to come out. I don't know why, but we're going to take it. Um, Radio personality, Zumba instructor, TRX instructor. Listen, I just do a little bit of everything, so we just going to do that today, okay? Because I could spend hours going, you know, talking about everything that I do, but I don't want I don't want to take y'all through that today. So, Britt, we are hey. still in November. Yeah. How's that scruff looking? Yeah, I'm keeping it moderate, Jackie. You know, I'm a public figure. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep appearances. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it moderate. Like, what, what do? Are you still sh- like? Explain. What does that mean? Keeping it moderate. Well, you know, November is uh, formerly known as November. It's where men grow out mustaches, grow out their beards throughout November, um, and women support us in that in that movement. Um, but uh, personally, you know, I'm, I'm keeping it tame. I'm keeping it tame. But what I love about November is that it, it's a time for men to bring awareness around a lot of different health issues, specifically prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, suicide prevention. So this is our follow-up conversation from a great conversation we had before on prostate cancer. This time around, we're going to talk about testicular cancer. But before we get into that, 365ers, y'all know how we start these conversations out. We're starting this thing out with a Dharma talk. Once again, our Dharma talks are a little small sermon, a little affirmation just to set the tone for the conversation, right? And so today's Dharma talk, let's get a little esoteric. Let's get a little philosophical here. Uh, this Dharma talk is that there, there is about that there is a wisdom and in insecurity, right? Insecurity is often per- portrayed as something that's negative, but you know, insecurities allow us to deep dive into our souls so that we may forever grow, so that we know who we are and understand tools and how to change, right? It's okay to feel what you feel. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to ask for help. But it's how we work through these emotions that we discover our deepest wisdoms and our deepest truths. So um, 365ers, there is wisdom in security. 
give yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up. Work through it. And sometimes a breakdown is a breakthrough. Come on now. Two things first. Where's that collection plate? Because it needs <laughs> to be passed again. And then second thing, when you said, you know, insecurities, I don't know why Jasmine Sullivan just resonated with me, but I feel like I need to be like, why you gotta be so insecure? Okay, okay. vocals. <laughs> I'm working on my non-existent record deal. That's hilarious. I love it, Jackie. I absolutely love it. Well, yeah. So we're talking about testicular cancer uh, last time. We've been talking a lot of different types of cancer, prostate cancer, but testicular cancer. Um, <laughs> we, we got this really cool term called Movember, but um, for a lot of my people in my generation, we have this new term nowadays uh, called No Nut November. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah, wait, I know. Wait a minute. Flag on the play. We need to review what you just said. What? What? what uh huh. What? Not, not, what? What? No nut November. It sounds so counterintuitive, right? <laughs> no nut November. Mm. Um. So this is this whole movement of semen retention in the uh in, in in the male community. So in a lot of different traditions, religious, spiritual. Actually, this is a concept that's been passed on for thousands of years that. Your semen carries what some cultures in the East specifically call your chi. It carries our life force. It carries a lot of nutrients. And so there's this, 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 this belief and actually some science behind it that if you're constantly releasing semen, constantly masturbating, constantly looking at porn, it compromises your neurophysiological system. And so a lot of men are starting to understand the benefits of actually semen retention, of actually um, withholding from masturbation. So there are actually a lot of celebrities, famous people who practice semen retention. One notable one is Muhammad Ali. Before a fight, he would say that, hey, I'm, he would abstain from sex. He would abstain from masturbation and it increased his uh, focus. Uh, for a lot of artists, a lot of artists partake in this and they, they do semen retention as a means of in- enhancing their creative your creative taste. Um, so this is just a little, yeah. <laughs> no, not November. Google this because you act like you don't believe me, Jackie. It's a thing. <laughs> I was about. To, I didn't want to say it for the three sixty five. I was gonna be like, Jackie. Now, why you say that? But since you want to bring it up, Britt, did you make this up? I'm just no, no. It's a real thing. It's a real <laughs> thing. It's a fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> I just can't wrap my mind around. And I say, y'all is a man. Y'all being like, yeah, I ain't about to. Because I ain't never heard of it to be like, I ain't about to. That just the, the math ain't mathing on this one. So that's why I'm like, Britt, you sure? You ain't fine. Yeah, I know it sounds a little out there, but it, it's actually some science to back this up. So this is a little fun fact for my 365ers as we're transitioning to talking about testicular cancer. There's a movement called No Nut November. Listen, I All learned right. something new today. Yeah, I learned something new every day. Well, getting back to this topic of testicular cancer, it's... As a male, it's, it's, it's a scary topic. Um, you know, let's just give you some stats here. Approximately 80% of testicular cancers occur in men under the age of 44, and more than half occur between the age of 20 and 34 years old. And I'm in that age group. Testicular cancer is the number one cancer among young adults. 62% of those who are most of risk don't even know how to check themselves out. And unfortunately, um, we as Black men uh, have a disproportionate um um, risk factors when it comes to testicular cancer. Um, so it's, 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 it's a serious thing. It's a serious topic. Uh, family history can be an indicator. Um, there's around 460 deaths a, a year in the U.S. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot to be said here. So we're excited to have a guest on here who has talked before about this issue. Yes, we are bringing back Dr. Vernon Orton 
your logic on colleges. Um, you know, Dr. Orton did such a phenomenal job talking about prostate cancer. Um, he is a black man that I had to reel him back in and get him to talk about testicular cancer. So Dr. Orton, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Good to see you again, Jackie. Good to see you, Britt. Yes, yes. Before we get started on testicular cancer, I just got to ask, because Britt was over here making stuff up a second ago. Have you ever heard of No Not November? I have not. So I've learned a little something this evening <laughs> as well. <laughs> so look at that. I can teach a doctor something. I'm not making, <laughs> I'm not making things up, guys. I promise you 365. <laughs> yeah. We all going to Google after this. <laughs> Literally, when everything's been said and done, we all going to be like, let's Google that. <laughs> Look, I ain't got no shame. I'm just I'm just bringing truth. <laughs> and the truth is what we need. And that's exactly what we want to dive into um, today when we talk about testicular cancer, because there are a lot of unknown things, a lot of myths, a lot of rumors. Um, and we want to dispel all of that and really get out truth and get out false uh, right information, correct information so that we are doing our part um, to make sure that we're saving lives. So, uh, Dr. Orton. Got to start with the basics as always. What exactly is testicular cancer? Testicular cancer is um, like other cancers. You're going to have a proliferation of the cells in the, in, in the uh, testicle that is going to lead to an abnormal growth of cells and potentially a mass in the testicle that leads to, I'm sorry, that leads to testicular cancer. Can you have, and this may be an elementary question. I feel like I've been giving a lot of those lately. It's perfectly fine. Um, can you have prostate cancer and testicular cancer all at the same time? You can, but it'd be very unlikely. And the reason is, is because testicular cancer is primarily diagnosed in younger men, whereas prostate cancer is primarily diagnosed in men that are much older. Listen. To your heart. I'm Don Cheney, former NBA player and coach, and I have hereditary ATTRCM or transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, a life threatening condition that can lead to heart failure. Let your heart speak to you. If you have been diagnosed with heart failure and you're still experiencing fatigue, the shortness of breath, or seemingly unrelated symptoms such as carpal tunnel syndrome, Talk to your doctor. Listen with all your heart and soul. Early diagnosis is key. I'm here to testify to that. Download the doctor discussion guide to know what questions to ask your doctor at yourheartsmessage.com slash Don. Brought to you by Pfizer. Why is testicular cancer diagnosed in younger men? That's the natural history of the testicular cancer in, in itself. Um, there isn't any particular risk factor that younger men have that older men do not have. But when we look at the natural history of when testicular cancer develops, that's generally when we see it in men that are somewhere in their 20s to 40s. So when should men start getting screened for testicular cancer? Because it sounds like this should be happening at like 16. No, you're absolutely right. Men should do self-testicular exams about once a month, starting in their teenage years. 
It can be done in the shower, easily to examine the right and left testicle. And if anything ever feels abnormal, they should see their either primary care doctor or make an appointment with a physician. When you oh, say abnormal, I'm sorry. When you say abnormal, what, what what abnormal are you looking for? Yeah, what are those symptoms like? Those symptoms can consist of a mass, anything that is not smooth, anything that is hard, anything that comparable to the other testicle seems different. If anything like that is identified, then seeing a urologist would be a benefit. Can discoloration be a symptom? Is it, has it ever been a symptom? Um, discoloration can be a symptom. However, many times it would be a very, very late symptom of testicular cancer. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You said late symptom. I asked this question the last time. I'm going to ask it again. Are there different stages of testicular cancer? Absolutely. Like many other cancers and like we discussed with prostate cancer, there are different stages of testicular cancer. It really depends on how involved the testicular cancer is at the level of the testicle. Does it just involve the testicle or does it involve other areas of the body? Given that information, one can determine the stage that the patient may have. Is it hereditary? It does run in families. There's an increased incident, incidence of testicular cancer if you have a family member that has testicular cancer. The other risk factor for men for testicular cancer is if they have what's called an undescended testicle. What that what means is a testicle that is not in the scrotum. It may sound a little odd, but when we're born, our testicles are in our abdomen for men, and they descend down into the scrotum. Majority of them make it, some do not. And those that do not make it can be at a slightly higher increased risk for testicular cancer. Baseball, basketball, soccer, tennis. No matter what your game is, defense matters. Same thing goes for COVID-19. Help protect yourself with a booster shot. Now recommended for people five years and older. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible following completion of your primary series. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I want to correct something I said earlier about, you know, African-Americans disproportionately uh, having risk factors versus white Americans. But actually, you know, it, it seems that testicular cancer is more common with whites than black people in America versus when we talk about prostate cancer, prostate cancer was more prevalent in blacks versus whites. I really just want to know that. I'm not sure if there is a clear answer there, but that's just an interesting topic. It, it is. And, and although the prevalence in uh, white men may be higher for testicular cancer, many times the survival is uh, worse in black men. And I think this also continues to go back to the healthcare disparities that we talked about during prost our prostate cancer talk. Um, there 
many times can be a delay in diagnosis for testicular cancer, where men may have a known abnormality in their on their testicle, and delay going and being seen and evaluated by a physician for barriers that many times can be set up, unfortunately, in um, with a doctor-patient relationship, especially when it comes to Black men being seen by physicians. Yeah. So is this something that men should be going to their primary care doctor saying like, hey, I need this screening every time they go or only if there's a family history? Yeah, that's a great question. How many times? Yeah. When, when do I ask? How many times a year do I ask? Yeah. So it's it's not necessarily a screening exam that is done by your primary care physician. It's a screening exam that's done by the patient himself, one that is done once a month. And it can be as simple as doing it in the shower once a month, just doing a testicular exam. And then if something is encountered that you feel as the patient is different, seeking that medical attention at that time is imperative. Are there any early or late stages of testicular cancer that will affect sex drive? Is that a symptom? Yeah. That's a real question. How is it going to affect the sex drive? The ladies want to know. <laughs> That's right. It, um, late symptoms of testicular cancer do not affect your sex drive. Um, the only way that they would if it was a very advanced testicular cancer. Um, but the presentation of testicular cancer will not impact your sex drive. Even many of the treatments for testicular cancer will not in, impact your sex drive. Now, it can impact your ability, depending on your treatment that you have, to have children in the future, but um, that just depends on what type of treatment you're having for your prostate cancer. I'm sorry, for your testicular cancer. Great follow-up question. Yeah, what are the different types of treatment? Yeah. So when a patient presents and has a concern for testicular cancer, and the way we obtain a diagnosis is to remove that testicle. In doing so, that would not impact a patient's ability to have children later by only having one testicle, if they have a normal functioning testicle on the other side. Once we do that, we're able to obtain a diagnosis for testicular cancer. And depending on the diagnosis, depending on some other staging that we obtain, would determine if that patient needs to go on to further surgery, if that patient needs to go on to radiation, if that patient needs to go on to chemotherapy. And it's the surgery, it's the additional surgery and the radiation and the chemotherapy that can impact one's ability to have normal ejaculation or to produce normal sperm in the future. Got you. Um, can you have testicular cancer in both testes or is it always just one? You can, but it's very, very unlikely to have it in both testicles. 
generally men have it in one testicle. Yeah, I'm just just asking from a woman's point of view, um, especially, you know, there are 365ers um, that are listening, may be in the process of trying to have a child. And if their spouse has testicular cancer, you know, the first thing we're thinking of, okay, is if you lose one testy and we are we already down a little bit, is it a possibility that both testes could be removed or have to be removed because um, of testicular cancer? So just trying to, you know, cover all the grounds with my ladies that are listening, because that was one of the first things in my head is, okay, if you lose one, can you lose both of them? I got yeah. a scary question. I have a scary question. <laughs> um, can your can the cancer from, the, you know, your testicles transfer somehow to your penis? Like, <laughs> like, you know, cancer is, you know, proliferation of cells. Can cancer transfer to penile, to the penis? Um, so test, it would be very unlikely for testicular cancer to spread to the penis. Primarily, you can have a primary penile cancer that can develop from the penis itself. But it'd be very unlikely for the testicle, the testicular cancer to spread to the penis. And the reason is, is because the testicles, as I mentioned earlier, start in the abdomen. They start in the belly and they descend down into the scrotum. And in doing so, um, the spread of the um, uh, testicular cancer many times can go to the abdomen or can go to the lungs. Now, Jackie, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, because I think it's a really good point um, to make about um the concern for conception, uh, if one testicle is removed, would the other one need to be removed? Should that testicle develop testicular cancer later? Um, as I mentioned, that's very unlikely for both testicles to develop testicular cancer. But it is a very um, real concern for these young patients that may not have started a family yet, that they may not be able to conceive afterwards whether it's from removing one testicle or undergoing radiation or undergoing chemotherapy afterwards that can impact their ability to conceive later. So one thing that we always recommend is that men do sperm banking. And so when they can bank their sperm later on, should they want to have children, they're still able to do so. So if you're later, if you're in a later stage of testicular cancer, is that still something that can be done? It, will, it would have been done on their initial presentation and treatment. So if they're at a later stage, if they present, let's say, at a later stage, then yes, they can still have sperm banking to have children later. If they're at a later stage in their treatment and they haven't sperm banked, then they could have some difficulties conceiving from the treatment that they have received, whether it's radiation or chemotherapy. Okay. I asked this the last time when we were talking about prostate cancer, got to ask it again. How do we as women support um, our, our men when it comes to testicular cancer? Again, it's one of those things where it, it could be a devastating blow to a man. And as women, we want to be here to support and help in every way, shape or form. So, you know, what can we do to support? If this is a diagnosis that, you know, our loved one receives. Absolutely. And, and I'd step, take a step back further and uh, before the diagnosis, because one thing that we see with testicular cancer in men is a delay in diagnosis. And so 
if these men are concerned about an abnormality or something that doesn't feel normal about their testicle and their spouse, their partner knows about it, the number one thing that they can do is to encourage an evaluation by a urologist. That's going to be the number one thing to do because it's so prevalent that we see a delay in diagnosis that men will see something wrong and won't say anything to anyone about it. So even if he hasn't mentioned to his spouse or significant other that there's an abnormality, if that person notices something, that they should encourage the patient to be seen and evaluated. How many times should I notice something before I'm like, okay, you need to go, you know, see somebody because maybe the first time I'm like, oh, you know, maybe it's just you're off or you bumped into something. Like how many times should I notice something before I push my, my boo or even with the man, like how many times should you notice something before you're like, okay, I need to go get this checked out. Or is it the first time you notice something different or something off? You need to go get checked out. That's a great question. It's the first time that you notice something. And the reason is, is because early detection allows for better success and cure. Testicular cancer is, is a, is a cancer that is very curable. And when detected early and treated early, you can have a good survival. What does that post-treatment life look like? Is it, you know, last time we spoke about prostate cancer and you said this is a continuous thing, the checkups afterwards throughout life. Is it similar to testicular cancer? It's, it, it's very similar with testicular cancer. Um, between the actual treatment that you have and then the surveillance that you will undergo after treatment, you should continue to see the urologist um, for the period of time you know, after your diagnosis. It's, it's a very important to, to continue that to ensure that there is no recurrence of the disease. Well, I asked this question last time. I just want to ask it again. As a Black male physician, what do you want to leave your listeners with with this topic on testicular cancer? I'd love to leave the listeners with, uh, if you, well, I'd like to encourage them to monthly perform self-testicular exams. And if at any time there is any question or any concern or anything that you may feel that does not feel normal to you, to seek an evaluation by a urologist. And I actually want to use that as the what's your 365 is to do self-examinations once a month, not only men, but also women. I think we as women, we neglect doing our own self-examinations when it comes to breast cancer. Um, Guys, you know, you can be doing breast examinations on your boo. And ladies, you know, vice versa, you could be doing those examinations on your boo. Um, Let's take a 365 approach to this. It's not just you. It's not just him. It's us together. So, you know, find some fun ways um, or, you know, find some ways to make sure that you're looking out and taking care of each other. So what's your 365 is, you know, do those monthly examinations. Um, I was told about a year ago, um, an easy way to remember to do those exams is do it on the day of your birth. So once a month on your birthday, that's a day you will never forget. Do those examinations. They're so important. That's a great tip, Jackie. I'm going to actually use that one. It is a great tip. I like it. Yeah, I don't really remember where I heard it from, but somebody said it and I'm just like, you know what? Because I'm in all transparency, I neglect 
was, well, I was neglecting to do my own breast examinations. But then when I got that little tip, I'm just like, whenever, because I was born on February the 9th, whenever the 9th rolls around on the month, I'm like, oh, <laughs> got to do this exam. But it, to your point, you know, talking about early detection, that's that early detection thing that I'm doing to make sure that I'm well. So, you know, make sure that you're doing your exams to get that early detection. So treatment can be effective early so that you can live your best 365 life. Nice. Going back, I, I just want to ask one more question and just want to tie in our Dharma talk, you know, talking about the wisdom of insecurities and deep diving into those vulnerable moments so that we can learn more about ourselves and affect change where it's necessary. Um, so many of these issues with terms of prostate cancer affects our mental and emotional world. Right. And so as, as a physician, I just want to ask you this. Um, would you recommend your patients seek mental health counsel after getting treatment during treatment is that something you've experienced before that's I, I, before we end this conversation i gotta know no ab absolutely um i think it's important as a physician to read the body language of your patients and some men after their treatment are doing just fine they're jovial they have they're full of energy full of life but you also have patients that can suffer from the weight of a cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment. And with those patients, I 100% encourage them to seek someone to talk to, to strengthen and to solidify their mental health because it can absolutely impact their overall health if this is a trigger that is bringing them down. So I, I think it's really uh, it's really important to as a physician that we don't just focus on what we're treating, whether it's prostate cancer, whether it's testicular cancer, but also to treat the entire patient and their and their mental well being when you detect the issue. And that's the three sixty five. <laughs> Full health, full health. So, doctor, once again, this was a phenomenal conversation. Where can people find more information about what you do, who you are? Absolutely. I, I encourage everyone, if they can contact uh, Virginia Urology. Um, we, they can contact us via phone at 804-330-9105, or certainly they can reach us on our website at Euro dot com that's uro.com dr orton again thank you so much for joining us uh for this movember um series talking about prostate cancer um testicular cancer and mental health i'm still mental health i'm gonna google no nut november and i'll get back to you on that one <laughs> but thank thing. you for joining this conversation and really you know providing some gems and some life-changing information um that our 365 365ers need we definitely appreciate it um 365ers if you have any questions as always anything that you want us to cover um to discuss hit us up on the gram okay we are ready to talk to you bh365 podcast bh365 podcast again that's bh365 podcast Hit that follow button, ask your questions. We will get them answered because we are here to make sure that we are living a well 365 life. And I said what I said. Period. 
Oh, thanks, Britt. How did you know? <laughs> That's so great. You added my period at the end. I'm Jackie Payne. And I'm Britt Daniels. It's been a pleasure. 365ers, peace, namaste, and love. We gonna holla at you. Bye. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels. Created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez. Executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell. Editing and production, Jahi Whitehead. Sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.